Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Royal Bombshell. I just didn't want to be alive anymore. Jury selection in George Floyd killing. Charged with second degree murder and manslaughter. Pressure mounts on New York's governor. I wasn't elected by politicians. I'm not going to resign because of allegations. Good morning, I'm Steve Kathan with the CBS World News Roundup. Stunning new revelations from the couple that has divorced itself from Britain's Buckingham Palace. Correspondent Steve Futterman has the details of their CBS interview with Oprah Winfrey. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry describe difficulties between themselves and both the royal family and palace hierarchy. The most disturbing allegation came when Meghan, who is biracial, said while she was pregnant with the couple's first child, Questions were raised about skin color. Concerns and conversations about how dark his skin might be when he's born. She would not name those who raised those concerns. She also said there were times she contemplated suicide. I just didn't want to be alive anymore. And that was a very clear, constant thought. Prince Harry also talked about his difficulties. He said the eventual decision to leave the UK was brought on by a lack of support from the royal family. I went to all the places which I thought I should go to to ask for help. We both did. So you left because you were asking for help and couldn't get it? Yeah. Harry said he felt trapped in his previous royal position and tried everything he could to make it work. Steve Futterman, CBS News. Los Angeles. I'm Vicki Barker in London. Harry and Meghan's allegation that they were told during her first pregnancy that son Archie would not have a royal title has opened racial wounds here. They didn't want him to be a proper part of the royal family. So he was othered even before he was born. Journalist Afia Adam, former royal aide Charles Anson, thinks the royals will or should listen. I think they'll want to take it carefully and I think they'll want to take it constructively. But not necessarily publicly. Harry also indicated his father, Prince Charles, stopped speaking to him. And Harry and Meghan also revealed the child they're expecting will be a girl. Audio from the interview, courtesy of Harpo Productions, CBS. Now to Minneapolis, where CBS's Michael George tells us jury selection opens the trial of Derek Chauvin, a former police officer charged in last year's death of George Floyd. Chauvin is charged with second-degree murder and manslaughter for Floyd's death. Today, a judge will consider adding a third-degree murder charge that could delay the trial. Chauvin is expected to argue Floyd died from health issues and a drug overdose. Mark Calzaretta is a jury consultant. Trying to weed out people that don't have 
prior knowledge or feelings about this case. And I, I think that's just going to be really, really difficult. I am nervous. Kennedy Pounds marched outside the courthouse yesterday. Marching today was kind of freeing because I've just been holding a lot of this anxiety and stress. The trial for the three other officers implicated in Floyd's death is scheduled for August. Michael George, CBS News, Minneapolis. Congress is close to finishing action on President Biden's $1.9 trillion COVID relief package. CBS's Ed O'Keefe is at the White House. It includes those long-awaited $1,400 stimulus payments for many Americans. There's also some provisions you may not realize, including an expansion of the child tax credit for a year of up to $3,600 per child. And one of the biggest changes to the Affordable Care Act in years, $34 billion goes to expand Obamacare subsidies, meaning more people will be able to buy health care on the exchanges and others will have lower insurance premiums. There's also relief for restaurants and concert venues that have been struggling during the pandemic. But there's been no Republican support for this legislation as of yet. And that's a rough sign for bipartisanship in Washington. President Biden has signed a federal order to promote voting access. As dozens of states with Republican legislatures push bills to make it harder to vote in the aftermath of Donald Trump's electoral defeat, President Biden moved to give federal help to people wanting to vote. I'm signing an executive order to make it easier for eligible voters to register to vote and improve access to voting. Every eligible voter should be able to vote and have that vote counted. Mr. Biden's reasoning? Republicans at every level have chipped away. The U.S. Supreme Court gutted the Voting Rights Act. Tom Foti, CBS News, Washington. Mr. Biden's expected to sign an order reviewing regulations on how colleges should handle sexual abuse allegations, and he'll formally establish a White House Gender Policy Council. Well, the two top Democrats in New York's legislature are critical of Governor Andrew Cuomo. One says he should resign because of growing allegations of sexual harassment and the COVID nursing home scandal. Cuomo indicated yesterday he's staying put. I'm going to do the job that the people elected me to do. I'm not going to play politics with people who say, well, I think you should resign. That's nice. Five women have now made accusations against Cuomo. Well, on March 19th, restaurants in New York State outside New York City will move to 75% capacity. Connecticut will go to 100% on that day. For the next few weeks, we're going to look at how the pandemic has affected our everyday lives for the past year. It certainly has changed the way we grab a meal. The San Francisco restaurant owner Angela Ilia welcomed a limited number of indoor customers over the weekend for the first time in a while. It's been a roller coaster of emotions, from sadness to happiness to being depressed. And what about now? I'm looking a little bit hopeful, but I'm just tired too. Nearly one in five restaurants has closed permanently in the last year. For an industry that employed 13 million, job losses have been staggering. Before the pandemic, we had 1,100 people working, almost 1,200. Right now, we are around 450. Chef Jose Andres, whose nonprofit World Central Kitchen has helped feed people during the pandemic. It's been hard. At times, I had more than one tier. 40 million meals served by his group in 400 cities. Well, Atlanta was the place where the NBA All-Stars showed their stuff. It's a two-on-one. LeBron with the reverse. Team LeBron beat Team Durant 170 to 150 in a mostly empty arena on TNT. Philadelphia Stars Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid did not play because they got haircuts from a barber who tested positive for COVID.
Wedding bells for the former wife of Amazon founder Jeff Bezos. Two years after the couple got divorced, Mackenzie Scott has remarried, this time to a science teacher at the school her children attended. She changed her author page on Amazon to read, she lives in Seattle with her four children and her husband, Dan. Dan Jewett posted on a nonprofit philanthropy website that he's grateful for the privilege to give away assets with the potential to do so much good. Forbes estimates Scott's wealth at $53 billion. She recently announced her intention to give the majority of the money away. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. At the Critics' Choice Awards, Nomadland won Best Picture, Best Director, and Adapted Screenplay. Top acting honors went to the late Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom and Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. On TV, The Crown took top drama, Ted Lasso, Best Comedy. That's the Roundup. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News.